Well, you know, last, last week I was, I was excited. And I also noticed that, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of expectation at a new year. Right? There's a lot of expectation for big things. There's expectation for, for God to do things. There's, expect, there's goals. There's um, New Year's resolutions. How many of y'all made a New Year's resolution at one point in your life, right? I, I, I've, I've made plenty, more than I could count, and uh, most of them, I've failed. All right, just be honest, right? I mean, every once in a while, you get one, you're like, hey, I actually did that this year, man. It feels good, right? You know, check this out. I, I looked this up. I thought it was interesting. 71% of us at the beginning of the year, based on statistics, desire to get more healthy. 71% desire to get more healthy. 53%, 53% of us will desire to get a new house. 53%. That means half of us don't like where we're living. Don't like what our current living status, right? 50%, 53%. 36% would like to start a new business. 36%. So that's, and those two statistics are of, of, of older people, all right? So of, of middle age and up, okay? So lots of people are expecting big things. They're desiring, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? They're desiring big things. Hey, I want a new house. I want a new job. I want a new career. Their expectation is for things to go up and to go higher. But yet, many of us like that and desire that, yet we don't want to do the work to get there. We don't want to do the transformation part of it. We want the goal. We want the end result. We want, we want the finish line, but we don't want the work to get to the finish line. We don't want to, to do everything to, to accomplish and, and get to... See, I talked last week about running our race. And running your race. You know, it's important, if you remember that scripture last week, that we're all called to run a race. Point to yourself and say, I'm running. running. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I'm running, baby. Now, hopefully that was somebody that's okay to call him baby, all right? You don't want to turn to your not spouse or not significant other on that one. You want to make sure you turn to the right person. I'm running. We're running. We're running a race. But see, it's important that you run your race. And that we don't get in the comparison game. See, you're not called to run someone else's race. You're not called to run a race that's not yours. And what tends to happen is we get these statistics going and we get these things going. We're like, oh man, if I do this, I'll be happy. If I do that, man, if I get that job, if I, get, if I have that thing happen in my life, if I get here, if I get there, if I have that person love me, then, man, everything's different. If I have that baby that I've always wanted, because, you know, Jennifer, she has six kids, and it's great for her, and they're so happy and loving, and every time I look on their Instagram feed, there's just, but, see, your Instagram feed is just a, it's just a facade that we put together. How many of y'all post bad pictures? How many of y'all post real life stuff? Come on, if you have social media, you, you, you're right. I mean, most of us don't, but we post the best picture. We, we, we post the highlight. It's just a highlight reel. See, when you're running your race and you're evaluating your race and you're, you're looking, okay, what kind of life am I living? What, what kind of 2020 do I see? 
What does my year look like? What are my goals? What do I want God to do? Make sure you're evaluating your race and not someone else's. Make sure you're not comparing yourself to the next couple, to the next guy, to the next girl, to your coworker, to the other person that you endeavor to be like. How about who does God want you to be? How about this statistic? 80 plus percent are unhappy with their marriage. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. 80%. 80%. Touch your neighbor, give him an elbow, and tell him 80%. 80%. 80% are unhappy with their marriage. That means you're happy and everyone around you is not. <laughs> 13%, now get this, 80% unhappy with the marriage, 13% want to spend time, more time with their family. So all of us are unhappy with our marriage, but we don't want to spend any time with our family to help make it better, right? But we all want a bigger house. What's you going to do with the house? What's the point of the house? See, we've got all these, where did your vision come from? Where did your goals come from? That race you're running, that finish line that you're moving towards, is that God's finish line or is that one that you fabricated from something else? What race are you running? What goals are you achieving? What y'all, y'all remember those back in the day they would, they would put carrots in front of a horse? What carrot are you chasing? What carrot are you chasing? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Say liberty. We're at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 there. There you go. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever He is, there is freedom. There is freedom. I like that translation. Wherever he is, there is freedom. Now, verse 18 says this. So all of us who have had that veil removed. Now, before this, Paul was explaining that there's a veil that had been over our eyes from from previous things that had happened in the Bible that I could tell you all about at another time. There was a veil there. He's saying that the veil's removed, and the veil's been removed by Jesus. So, So that with the Spirit of the Lord, there is no veil. For all of us who've had that veil removed can see and reflect on the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Other translations describe it this way, as we go from glory to glory. As we go from glory to glory. The beginning of this, if you'll go back to verse 17 there with me, Sean, it says... Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. See, all of us want freedom, right? We want freedom. We want to be free, and we want that free. We want freedom. But see, you can find freedom anywhere. Again, you can find freedom on Facebook. You can see it. You can see people that look free. They have a form of freedom. They act free. You can find freedom in the mall. You can find freedom maybe at your neighbor's house. You can find freedom in a relationship. But many of us see, the problem, the problem is, is we look for freedom, not the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. See, just because there's freedom doesn't mean there's the Spirit of the Lord. Right. 
Just because you find freedom or you're looking for freedom or the carrot you're chasing looks like freedom and somebody else says it made them free and somebody else said it made them happy, someone else said it completed all their dreams, doesn't mean that that's where the Spirit of the Lord is. See, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of God is, where the Holy Spirit is, there is freedom. There was a freedom in this room today. And there still is. See, there is because in his spirit, in his presence, there is a freedom that we can't, that's intangible. You can't fabricate it. You can't buy it. You can't make it. You can't, you can't just, you know, work hard for it and show up. It's all about his spirit. We can't just chase freedom. We need to look for the spirit. See, we need to look for where, where is God? Where is God in this? Where is God? Where is he at? Where is his spirit at? Because if his spirit is there, then freedom will follow. Amen. His spirit, his spirit, it can't help but, but produce freedom. Yes, yes. He is freedom. See, we chase freedom instead of chasing his spirit. We chase the other thing that looks instead of chasing his spirit. See, what's more important than the vision is where the vision came from. It's more important that we say, okay, I, I, I have a vision. I have goals. I have things I'm going for. 2020, it's going to be awesome. And we got up last week and we were bouncing off the walls and we're going, man, this is going to be the best year ever. And, that, and that's true. If you're chasing after the Spirit of the Lord. If you're pursuing His Spirit, because that's going to produce the freedom you want. That's going to produce the freedom you want. That's going to produce the results that you want. It's going to produce, see, that's why we work so hard here. See, I don't, I, I don't understand why churches nowadays, and I'm, I'm just going to talk about the church in general, why I believe God's called us here to be a little bit different. Because I don't understand why churches would bring people in that are hurting, that want more, that are going through things in their life, and then try to give them the very thing in the world that they already had. They sing secular songs. Do a quick, you know, hey, quick little message. I want to just give you this little chicken soup for the soul. Y'all remember those books? Nothing wrong with those. Hey, devotions are good, but, but I think that there's something more than just getting a little chicken soup for the soul. I do. I believe that being in a place that says, God, I want your spirit to come. I want your fire to fall. I want you to touch people. See, when, 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 when the Holy Spirit moves, it's not like anything else. All throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, we see God move in miraculous ways. In Acts chapter 4, I'm skipping ahead, y'all stay with me. Acts chapter 4, thir- verse 31. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken. Y'all see that? Y'all see that on the screen? It was shaken. They had prayed. The place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. See, I, some people get weirded out, you know, when, when, when the Spirit of God moves in a church service. I, I don't think that I would be weirded out by that. I'm trying to see the, the building shake. I, I'm, I'm trying to see that kind of power of God fall. I can't, can you imagine being in a place and God moves so powerfully and moves so much and, move and be filled his power and his glory that I can't even open my eyes and I can't even fathom it. I can't describe it. You have to be there to feel it and sense it. And it's so potent that the, big, the building begins to... 
And you go outside and you check, wait, was there an earthquake? And everybody else is like, what are you talking about? You didn't feel the building move? No, because see, I wasn't where the spirit of the Lord was. I want, I want that. I want, I want acts. If you want to get inspired, if you want to see how the, how, how, how the spirit of God was meant to move, how, what, what Jesus meant. See, when Jesus died and did everything he did, he left the earth so that the Holy Spirit would come. And all throughout Acts, we see stuff like this. If you want to see what the, the Holy Spirit was meant for, that's, this is it. Not just shaking buildings, but that the, that the word of God was spoken with boldness. In Acts chapter 2, we see that they, were, that, that they added 5,000 to their, to the, I mean, they, just, they preached to God with boldness. That God touched them, touched people, was moving so rapidly in the city. 5,000 people over a short amount of time were added to the church. That, that's what the Holy Spirit is for. And see, I'm desiring, the thing is, is I can't, I can't do it by myself. I, 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 yes, I've got to be filled up. I've got to be so full to overflowing that I pour out into you, but, but you've got to receive it. Yes. And you've got to go, you've got to go home and, and, and say, I want to be filled with your spirit. Yes. See, you know, the filling of the Holy Spirit isn't just a one-time thing that happens. Let me read you this. Let me read you this, because this is what I think we're called to be. And this is an Old Testament scripture with New Testament purpose, I believe. Jeremiah chapter 2. Jeremiah chapter 2. says, has any nation ever traded its gods for new ones? Now, Jeremiah was a prophet. God is speaking to him, and Jeremiah is proclaiming the word of the Lord. Okay, so just so you, to give you a little context of what's happening. He says, yet my people have exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. If you can put that on the screen for me, Sean, we're at Jeremiah chapter 2. Verses 11 through 13. Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. There you go. He says, yet my people have exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. The heavens are shocked at such a thing and shrink back in horror and dismay, says the Lord. For my people have done two evil things. Go ahead with me there. Stay with me, Sean. There we go, 13. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me. Now, who is God? He explains a little bit of who he is. The fountain of living water. Y'all see that? That's who he is. Fountain of living water. Not just water like you can get at any well, but living water. He says, you've done two evil things. My people have done two evil things. Now, yes, he's talking about the people of Israel. But he's, he's, he's making a point here that they had made a mistake that we can't afford to make today. He says, they've abandoned me. And then, on top of abandoning God, they dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. Now, what would happen back in the day? They would build reservoirs in the ground. They called them cisterns. And they would build them out in the ground. They would, they would carve out in the ground cisterns like, like a reservoir. Y'all see the, you know, you, you know when you drive around, you see the big water towers, the big water tanks. They've got, you know, City of Columbia all over it, right? Okay. Imagine those, they would dig them out of the ground, it would capture the water, and the cities and the, the towns, they would live off of that water. He's making a point here that they abandoned the source of the living water and then tried to do it their own way by building reservoirs that were cracked because they tried to do it themselves. They tried to, they tried to manufacture a goal and a plan for their year where the presence of God wasn't in. They, they were looking for freedom where there was no spirit of the Lord. 
They were looking for, they were trying to manufacture and create. See, they had, they had worthless idols, the Bible says. What kind of worthless idol have you created? What kind of things are you worshiping that are taking place of the living water? Because the freedom that you're searching for isn't going to be in the things that you're, that, you're, that you're searching after if it's not where the Spirit of the Lord is. Amen. We've got to ask ourselves, where is God? Where is the Spirit of the Lord? Is I want His freedom. I want His liberty. I want Him to move in my life. I want Him to, 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 to change me from the inside out. And in order for that to happen, I've got to be where He is. Amen. Every day. Every time, every chance I get, yes, I'm going to have to go to work and work with those. Come on, y'all. Who's got somebody at work that they just, you know, woo, pray for me. Some of y'all need some some prayer every Sunday. I'm going to pray for you just to get through the week. Amen. I get it. But that doesn't mean that you can't go in so tanked up that you, you affect them. Stop letting them affect you. Be so full of the Spirit. Or do you want to be a cracked cistern or a full reservoir? Do you want to be full of living water? Or do you want to manufacture something that's just going to crack, have holes, and let the water just flow right out? Are you leaky? Are you letting God patch up your holes? Y'all ever seen that stuff? That they put on boats now and stuff that it's like it's like waterproof and you just fill it up and it's like it's like like the easiest stuff to cr- you don't have to rebuild a boat anymore you just spray this little goo and it just turns hard and all of a sudden your hole's fixed hey, y'all y'all ever had a flat tire and you just spray a little fix the flat in it some of us need some fix the flat of the Holy Ghost they can patch up our holes and crack up our stuff to say you know what I don't need these things I need I need where I need to be where the Spirit of God is. I need to be where the spirit is. I need to let him do what only he can do. I think in order to do that, there's two things. Obviously, we need to be full of the spirit of God. All right. And that, that, that goes, obviously, that's part of the message today, right? But I think we also need to be full of the word. And just to go along with the water, have y'all ever seen a sponge that's empty, right? And if it's empty sponge, it's obviously it's dry. And when you, when you squeeze it, Nothing comes out, right? But if you just set a sponge on top of the water, it'll soak up to the point that it sinks, right? And that it's so full of water. If you were to then take the soaked sponge and lift it out of the water, every time you touch it, it pushes water out. Every time you squeeze it, water comes out. See, we need to be a sponge for the word. We need to be a sponge for the word of God. Looking, you know, looking for the, every opportunity to get a word from God. Get a word from heaven. Lord, speak to me. Lord, let your, let your word speak to me. Get, listen to preaching every chance that you can. Listen to the word being taught. Listen to good word. Actually, you know what? If, you, if all you have time for is to let the Bible be read to you, I was talking to Megan about that last night, weren't we? About how the Bible, you know, you can turn the Bible app on and just let it read to you. I would do that before I wouldn't listen to the word. Amen. Do something. Let the word get in you. So much so that when your, your, your co-worker hits you, the word comes out. When your boss comes at you, the word comes out. When your bank account's not what it's supposed to be, the, the word comes out. 
See, we got to be so full of the word. If you want to be a full reservoir, we need to be full of the spirit and full of his word. How do we be full of the spirit? Well, that's pretty simple. You just ask him. The Bible says something so profound. He says that, that I love this scripture. If you being evil as a have, as an earthly father, if you know how to give good gifts being evil, how much more will the heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him? I asked God last night. I got so stirred up by my own message. I asked God. I said, God, don't let me go in there tomorrow not full of you. Fill me up. Fill me up. I, I tell you, don't go to work not full, not filled up. All you got to do is ask him, Lord, fill me up. Fill me up with your spirit. Now, and then yield to it. You know, you are a spirit. That's who you are. Point to yourself and say, I'm a spirit. That's who you are. The real Deborah is a spirit. That's who you are. Now you have a body. That's what you live in. This is your earth suit. How many of y'all have ever seen Superman put on his suit? That's not really Superman. That's just his suit. That's his cape and his, his, his dress. All right. The real you is your spirit. All right. You have a body. You live in a body. All right. That's what you live in. That's what you feel. That's where your taste, touch, all that comes from. All right. Then you have a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. We're, we're made in three parts, just like our Heavenly Father is. All right? Uh, now, here's, here's why that's crucial. Because much of what I'm talking about today requires you to, to, to hear God speak to you. Well, how does God speak to you? See, see, a lot of times we look for God to speak the way he did in the Old Testament. See, in the Old Testament, uh, um, and we, we talked about this on Thursday, right, with the Bible study. We, our Bible studies on Thursday have been great, by the way. If, Thank you, Ms. Deborah. And we, 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 we started this past Thursday talking about the book of Job. It was great. It was great. I can't wait to be, um, be back this Thursday at 7. Every Thursday at 7. It's a simple format. Our service is real simple. And we do something great with the kids every Thursday too. But anyways, we were talking about that, how God spoke to Job in a whirlwind. Well, at the time, there, the Holy Spirit wasn't on the earth in that way and wasn't living inside of us, Right? That, they, that had not been created until after Jesus did what he did. So for us today, how do we hear from God? He speaks to our spirit. Point to yourself and say, God speaks to me on the inside. All right, that's one of the ways he speaks to us. The other one is by the word. His word is a living word. So if you want God to speak to you, start in his word, read his word, and open up your heart. See, sometimes we pray... And here's how our prayers go. We start, and you know, you always pray to the Father in Jesus' name. So we'll say, dear Heavenly Father, this is going on, and I can't believe this is happening, and I don't know what to do about this, and blah, 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 in Jesus' name, amen. And then we go about our day, we go back to whatever we're doing, and, and, and we give no time for God to speak to us. Sometimes we just need to sit and listen, right? Let God speak to your spirit. Let God speak to you on the inside and say, God, what do you have to say to me? What, what is, how do I get around this situation? How do I overcome this? Lord, your word says that, that I can speak to a mountain and it'll, it'll be moved. Lord, give me the words to speak. Show me how to move this mountain out of the way. We need to listen. Not looking at 
earthly things, but looking on the inside. Full of the Spirit, full of the Word. Full of the Spirit, full of the Word. Say that with me. Say, full of the Spirit. Full of the Word. Say it again. Say, full of the Spirit. Full of the Word. If I hadn't figured it out yet, I like it when you talk back. It helps. It helps. It helps you stay engaged, too. Come on, y'all can, let's practice it. Say, amen, Pastor. There you go. There you go. See, that wasn't so bad. That wasn't that hard. Say, come on now. Yeah, I like that one. Say, come on now. And you know, if you come, see, I grew up in like a old, you know, typical standard Southern Baptist church. You know, that just didn't really happen. Every once in a while, someone say amen, and everybody go, what? Who's that guy? Right? Right? But, 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 so maybe you have to kind of work into it. You kind of have to tiptoe into it a little bit. You know what I mean? So sometimes you just say a little under your breath and be like, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, come on, Pastor. Then eventually you can do combos. But yeah, amen, Pastor. Come on, preach it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just messing with y'all. But for real, it really helps me. I like it. I want to wrap up with this. Ephesians 5, 18 through 20. Ephesians chapter 5, 18 through 20. This is a scripture that gets used a lot of different ways. And as I start, it's probably not going to go the way you think. But hear me out, okay? Do not be drunk with wine. Because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be drunk with wine. This version that's on the screen says, in which is dissipation. The translation I read says, it'll ruin your life. All right? The point is, that there are things in life, there are goals in life where the spirit is not in. There are, are things that you can chase. There's freedoms that you can look for, like wine, like alcohol, but that's just an example that he used here because that was, there was a lot of things going on in this chapter. But that's one example of something that does not do what the spirit does. It doesn't do what the Spirit does. See, you can get happy for a moment, but you wake up with a hangover. That's what he's saying. If you were to study this out, the, the original Greek here is a play on words. So when it says be filled with the Spirit, it's a play on words. And so they translated it into commonly how we would speak today. But if you were to study it out, it actually says this, be being filled. Be being filled. Or in other words, be constantly filled. Be continuously filled. Well, how does that happen? As I said, you just ask God to fill me up. You get in his presence. You get in a place like this where you can sense God and sense him. See something on the inside of you today. I know I can sense it. It, it, It's different. That's the presence of God. What happens in his presence? There's freedom. Well, what did I get free from? I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know, but there's a freedom that you can't get anywhere else. That you can't get any other way. That you can only get by being in his presence. Be being filled. Be constantly filled. Strive to be filled. Seek filling. Seek his spirit above all else. Work on it. Strive after it. Chase after it. Look for it. Where where can I go? What can I do that will give me more of you, God? Because that's what I want. That's our attitude. That's the attitude of Family Worship Center. That's, how, that's the type of church that I want to help raise up and be a part of because that's the type of church that I believe will make a difference in our city, that will make a difference in our jobs, 
that'll go and say, yes, I can pray for you. Yes, I can speak to you. The Bible says in Acts that they spoke boldly the word of God, that you can go to your jobs, you can go to your to the streets, to your neighbors and say, I know you've never heard me preach before. You may not even know I'm a Christian, but I got so full of the spirit. I just got to let you know something. God's good. He's good. He's good all the time. And I just want to tell you he's good. Pastor, that's not my personality. Well, the Spirit of God will help you do things that aren't in your personality. Man, I've never been in a church with somebody yelled like that. Well, I'm just excited. I'm just excited. That's all. Y'all don't mind if I get a little excited, huh? I, I'm, I, I think that, that sometimes, you know, I'd rather be in a church like this than, a, than the one that's like a graveyard. You know what I mean? I just would rather, you know. I love you guys, and I want to see you full of His Spirit. Full of his spirit, full of his anointing. Don't be an empty, cracked cistern full of holes. Be a full reservoir, full of the Holy Spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for everybody that's in this place today. Lord, as we close and as we leave here, I pray that this is just the beginning of our week. This is just the beginning of what you've called us to do. That, Lord, this is a call to action and a call from you, Lord, to be full of your spirit, to be full of what you have for us, to be full of more and more and more of you. Lord, we want your freedom. We don't want the freedom of the world. We don't want the world. Won't, we don't want what the world has to offer. We want what you have to offer. So, Lord, I speak it over everybody that's in this building. Lord, that they are what your word calls them. They're the head and not the tail. They are above and not beneath. They are over and not under. Lord, that in the name of Jesus, they will do things this year and this month and this week that only you could have them do and only could be accomplished through you. Lord, I thank you that, that by you and through you, all things are possible and that we can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. I thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. God bless you guys.